Hold on, let me turn my TV down. But I, uh, I had to start with that jam, man. That jam puts me in a vibe. I don't know what it is about that song, but it got a, got a nice vibe to it. I'm not really big on Caribbean music, reggae music, etc. But I do like that jam. Um, last, last by Burner. Definitely, probably, might be the song of the summer, man. It's up for it's up for debate, but it potentially is the song of the summer. Like if you if that song ain't playing in the in the in the spot you at, then that just lets you know they really ain't te- they really ain't tuned in to to what's hot out here in the streets. So, but um, yeah, man, you got it. Episode 26, we went through a milestone episode. Last episode, uh, hit number 25. It was it was a big thing. And, and we back again, man. We back again. Um, 
This is uh, my birthday episode, man. My birthday is in exactly an hour and 12 minutes. And I will be, I'm hitting my Jackie Robinson year, 42. So it feels good, man. It feels good. I'm going to be hitting that number. I'm getting old. I don't like it. I don't feel old, though. But I don't like it, though. I don't like these numbers going up. That's for sure. But, you know, as I always say to people, man, you're only as old as you feel. And the way they, you know, 30 is the new 20, 40 is the new 30, 50 is, 50 is the new 40. I mean, things are different now. So, you know, being 42 is really like being 32. And, and that's how I feel. So, you know. Man, yeah, but shout out to me, though, for the birthday coming up, man. That is, uh... Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what forty two brings me. And um Yeah, just embracing it. You know what I mean? Just embracing just embracing that you know, this that age. So give it up to me for turning forty two, man. We'll make it clap. We'll make it clap. But yeah, I'm just embracing it, man, and everything that comes with it, and and just trying to keep elevating, keep moving up, man. Keep stepping in, stepping more into my purpose of what I'm trying to do out here, and and continuing to get better, at what, you know, whatever that is, man. So trying to get better in in every aspect of life is is what this next year is is, is going to consist of, man, so, but you know, let's, let's kind of get into it, though, man, there's, I kind of wanted to get into, I know last episode, we kind of got into some NBA talk, and with the NFL getting ready to start in two days, well, basically one day and 12 minutes, uh, I, I definitely wanted to put something out there before opening night. And opening night, there is the Rams at home against the Buffalo Bills. And if you remember, two episodes ago, I did kind of like my top five, you know, preseason things I was looking for in the preseason and and what expectations I had and just my, my, you know, my list of, of what I wanted to see happen in the preseason. And the Buffalo Bills were on that list. So... That list has not really changed that much. But number one on that list was, was are the Buffalo Bills the best team in football? And is Josh Allen the best player in football? Not named Aaron Donald. So we will see those two on the field in SoFi Thursday night. And, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a battle with basically, to me, the two best players in football. If Josh Allen is still what we think Josh Allen is, which I believe he is, so I have no no doubts about that. But there is something else I did want to add onto my list um, of top five things I'm looking for forward to this upcoming season, but we'll get into that in a second. But let's kind of get back into this Bills-Rams uh, game. Um, you know, the Rams coming off the Super Bowl – they are defending Super Bowl champions. 
they bring back almost the whole team except for Von Miller, who went to Buffalo, uh, except for Odell, Odell Beckham Jr., who is injured, but they are saving apparently a roster spot for him. They even have a, a locker room with his name on it. So they are saving that for him. Um, other than that, though, pretty much the whole team is intact. And that's a pretty strong team. You know, Matthew Stafford, that quarterback, Cooper Cup. Um, they signed Allen Robinson from Chicago. I mean, so they're, they're, they're still very formidable. They still got Jalen Ramsey. They still got Aaron Donald. Uh, they got a strong team. I mean, yeah. And that's obvious because, you know, the way they won the Super Bowl last year. But uh, they're going to have their hands full. I mean, it's hard to repeat in the NFL as Super Bowl champions. It hasn't been done since probably the early 2000s when I believe that team was the New England Patriots. Don't really remember the year, maybe like 03, 04, somewhere around there. So it hasn't been done in a long time. And I'm pretty much going to go out on a limb and say they're not going to repeat this year. So I'm just going to kind of go out on a limb and, and put that out there. I do not have the Rams repeating as Super Bowl winners this year. It's just so hard to do, you know what I mean, in the NFL with salary cap and injuries and, you know, just teams get hot at the right time. There's just so many different factors that, that kind of play into the NFL and repeating champions. And, you know, of course, it's always the any given Sunday. That's always a that's always a major factor. So, um, but Buffalo, they they right now, I believe odds makers have them as the best chances to come out the AFC to get to the Super Bowl. And I I kind of agree with that. Although the AFC is going to be a gauntlet. There are a lot of strong football teams in the AFC. Um, there's going to be elite play. Elite quarterback play is, is also in the AFC. And, you know, a lot of roster changeover in the AFC. So Buffalo, I mean, if, if they are going to get there, it is not going to be an easy task for them. I will say that. Um, but if you're asking me for my prediction for Thursday night's game, which is at SoFi in L.A., Buffalo on the road. I, I want to say I think the Bills are going to win, but but a part of me just thinks that opening night, defending Super Bowl champions, it's going to be very, very, very hard for Buffalo to win that game. That's just my, my opinion. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put a score out there. I'm gonna say twenty seven twenty four Rams. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna just go out there twenty seven twenty four Rams. Um, if the game was played in Buffalo and it was open tonight, I would pick the Bills. Uh, if the game was played at a neutral site, I would pick the Bills. That's just that's just how I'm feeling about Buffalo. But the game is being played in SoFi. It's in LA. They are at home, defending champs, opening night. I got to roll with them. 27-24 Rams, that, that's my prediction. So, another thing that I, you know, another thing that I had on my um, top, five, top five things I was looking forward to in the preseason uh, comes, comes to my Steelers, man. 
in the quarterback situation and, and what Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to do with the quarterback situation. So there was an open competition um, between Mitchell Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. And I've followed this competition very closely, being that it is my team. I did follow this, this QB competition very, very closely. Now, um, the Mike Tomlin has already named a starter, and the starter is Mitchell Trubisky. He apparently has won the QB competition. He was pretty much handed the job when he signed, though. So it was an open competition, but there was not. It was it, he had a he had an upper upper hand. Did he win the job outright to me? No, he did not. Um, based on what I've seen, Kenny Pickett was the best quarterback out of the three. He played the best with no matter what unit was in there, no matter what defense he was going against. He was he was better than Trubisky. Now, I do understand why Tomlin is not starting uh, Kenny because it is, you know, he's a rookie quarterback. Most rookie quarterbacks do not really start when they come into the league. Um, I think it is a safer play for them to sit, see what's going on, and then to start. Um, but at the end of the day, though, Kenny gives us the best chance to win football games. Was I displeased with what Mitchell Trubisky did? No, I was not. He played fairly decent. Um, I don't believe he's as accurate as Kenny Pickett is with the football. I do not believe that the the yards after the catch, the yak yards after the catch, that receivers get off Trubisky's passes is not the same as Kenny's passes. Um, Kenny has a thing with being accurate and putting the ball right on the receiver where the receiver can actually, you know, do something after he catches the football. Trubisky's balls are not the same. Um, they're both mobile. So, I, you know, as bad as our offensive line is, they're going to need to be mobile. But am I upset that Trubisky is starting? Um... Yeah, actually I am. Yeah, actually I am. I understand why Tomlin did it, but I, I am upset because he did not play better than than Kenny Pickett. But, of course, I ride with Mike T. Wherever he goes, I go. Um, I'm rolling with him. He made a decision that he felt was best for the team, so I'm backing him on that decision. So I will be, um, you know, I will be cheering on Trubisky as long as he is the starting quarterback. Now, if he happens to falter and does not play well, then yes, I will be calling for, for Kenny Pickett, just like I'm sure everybody else in Pittsburgh will be as well. But as of right now, um, and Mike T, we trust. You know what I mean? And, and, and he hasn't let us down yet. There's no reason to think that that's going to start right now. So, um, and Tomlin, we trust. And let's ride, man. We got Cincinnati. Uh, this weekend, and it's in Cincy. I believe they are six and a half, maybe seven point favorite to beat us. And I feel like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good game. I mean, Cincinnati beat us twice last year. They are also one of the top teams in the AFC. They return Joe Burrow quarterback. They return probably the 
first or second best receiving core in the league with Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Um, but I believe that our skill players are right there along with that, with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and George Pickens. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, Cincinnati did uh, kind of bolster their offensive line. So they've gotten stronger in that department. Um, but, but, you know, Pittsburgh, we have one of the top five NFL defenses. So I do kind of, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. I do expect us to go in there and win though. That is one thing for sure. Nothing against Cincinnati, but I think if Trubisky plays well, does not turn over the football, I think we go up there and beat them. So, um, speaking of, speaking of Deontay Johnson, that was another one of the things I had on my preseason list. That's one of the topics I had on my preseason list in regards to wide receivers getting paid, and Deontay Johnson did get paid. He did get a new contract, uh, I believe two years, $37 million. Um Forget what the signing bonus was, but it, yeah, he got a nice contract. A uh, decent amount of money guaranteed. He was happy with the contract. The Steelers were happy with the contract. And Deontay Johnson also gets to you know, renegotiate his contract in two years. So right now we have him under contract for three years, but he gets to go back to the table at two years. So it was a team-friendly deal, I would say. And Deontay ultimately wanted to stay in Pittsburgh, which I'm glad he did because he gives us a true number one wide receiver. Now, he got to get on the field, though. He has been hurt. He he does have a – he has been hurt the last – I think the last week or so. He got hurt in the preseason game. He hasn't practiced since, so hopefully he can get on the field uh, this Sunday. Um, but other than that, yes, uh, Debo Samuels, he ended up getting his contract. So it appears that the teams did a good job, you know, as, as far as locking in, you know, their star players so they didn't have any disputes going into the season. Now, the one team that did not do that is the Baltimore Ravens. There's still the problem there with, with them and Lamar Jackson. There's some sort of disconnect. Uh, Lamar Jackson is looking for, you know, guaranteed money. He would like his contract before week one of the NFL season. And as of right now, he does not have a contract. Do I see him sitting out the first game? Possibly. Yeah, very possibly. Uh, the way Baltimore is doing him by not giving him a contract and guaranteed money is is not right. It's, it's just not right, man. He's done too much for that city, too much for that franchise. Um, I mean, he is a he's a Raven at heart. I mean, and he does not want to go anywhere else, which is part of the reason why I believe that he's not playing hardball with them. Because if he did want to go somewhere else, I'm sure he could force a trade or or force them to you know, do some sort of contract situation. But the thing that, that the big thing about Lamar Jackson and not getting a contract is that if he does not sign this year, they can franchise tag him next year and the year after that. So then Lamar Jackson would essentially be playing on one year contracts for the next two years. Now, granted, those franchise contracts will be very high based on the QB market and how it's going to reset, you know, next year and the year after that. But he has no security. So he has no long-term contract. Um, I'm aware that, you know, there are players that take out insurance policies for, you know, situations like this. But 
I believe Lamar would rather just get a long-term deal done and just, you know, just kind of go on and just so he can concentrate on playing football. Um, if Lamar Jackson is is being, is valuing his worth, he will not play this weekend. He will not play week one. He will not risk himself getting hurt. He will not risk anything. Um, and he will actually sit out this week. And kind of put the pressure on the on the Ravens, on the Ravens franchise to give him his money. Now, he's not asking for anything crazy, but he is asking to be paid, you know, very highly. Uh, Deshaun Watson got 230 mil guaranteed. Kyler Murray, you think, got like maybe 170 or somewhere along those lines. So I'm sure Lamar Jackson, he should be getting anywhere between 200 and 250 million guaranteed dollars. And that is what he should be expecting. So um, if I'm Lamar Jackson, am I sitting out this week? I am. It's going to hurt because I I don't want to do that to my teammates because they're expecting me to play. But you got to draw on the line. You got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. And I think that line is is right now. and, And it puts the onus back on the Ravens to do what is right and what they're supposed to do. So hopefully that that's another one of the storylines that I had and and something I'm kind of looking forward to for this upcoming season. Um, is Lamar Jackson going to get paid? And how is that going to affect the Ravens moving forward if he does not get his contract? So um, another one of the topics that I have uh for this upcoming season that I had in the preseason is, is the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, what does what is their offense going to look like without Tyreek Hill? Uh, I didn't get too many answers to that in the preseason because they Patrick Mahomes very rarely played uh, in the preseason. But the skilled players did play in the preseason, at least the new skilled players. And I liked what I seen from them. I didn't see a lot of Kelsey or Juju, but I did see, you know, the young players, Sky Moore played. And he played very well. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see, you know, what I'm still interested to see what that's going to look like. Because if that offense looks the way it looked in the preseason with the the rookies and, and all the people that are probably not going to make the roster, um, it looked very potent. It, it still looked like a Kansas City offense. So once you plug in Patrick Mahomes and then you plug in, you know, Juju and McCole Hartman and Kelsey – I do expect them to make some noise. So if that looks the way I think it's going to look, which it did, even though we're backup players, if it looks the way I think it's going to look with the backup players, then Kansas City will be formidable again this year. They, of course, will be, I would say, one. Yeah, they'll, they'll either be first or second in the AFC West. Based on, you know, if that's how they look. Um, another thing I'm looking forward to, so I kind of want to move on from Kansas City because they're still kind of undecided. But something I do want to add as far as on to my list of what's going on in the NFL and what I, you know, expectations for storylines for this upcoming season is the Miami Dolphins. I did like what I seen from them in the preseason. Which was which was surprising, because there are a lot of questions surrounding Tua, and 
what he is capable of doing um, with the skilled players around him and to see if he's ready to take that next step. So that is something that I've added to my storyline for this upcoming NFL season. I believe the Miami Dolphins are going to be a very good team. Uh, Raheem Mozart, I believe they are the fastest team in the NFL. Between Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mozart, um, Gusecki at tight end, that's a very fast football team. Very, very fast football team. Um, and, you know, of course, when you go down to play Miami, you play in that Miami Heat. It's a little different. Um, so they should be very strong at home as long as Tua is the quarterback that we think he potentially could be um, going into, I believe this is his third year. So if he takes the step and the leap that he's supposed to take going into this year, expect them to be a 11 and maybe six football team. 12 and 5, somewhere around there. I mean, I believe they have that potential. And when you have Tyreek Hill on the outside and you got another speedster, Jalen Waddle, on the other side, um, that that puts a lot of pressure on defenses because you can't really make any mistakes. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Miami Dolphins do this year as well. That's another storyline that I'm kind of going to, you know, be monitoring. Um in the next upcoming weeks. So, because if Tua is not the answer and he's not the guy, Miami is, is they're in trouble. They're in trouble. They don't have a backup quarterback. They don't have a backup quarterback plan. They tried to land Deshaun Watson. It did not work. So they are pretty much all in on Tua. So we, you know, we have to see if, uh, if Tua is ready to take that next step, which I believe he is. If he's the quarterback that he was at Alabama um, prior to getting hurt, the accurate quarterback, uh, the quarterback that can make, you know, big-time throws or big-time moments, then they will be fine. So another one of the storylines I would like to kind of touch on that I didn't have in the preseason is the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers is, is arguably the most talented quarterback of all time. So, he has made a lot of receivers very good players. Now, he lost Devontae Adams, who arguably is, you know, top one or two in the league. It's it's up for debate. Uh, and But Aaron Rodgers has, has went into seasons before with, with no-name receivers and has made them household names. Donald Driver, uh, Jordy Nelson, um, those two come to mind uh Offhand, even Devontae Adams was kind of relatively unknown and, until he started having big years with Aaron Rodgers. So I am concerned about the Green Bay Packers. They do not have, and they lost uh, Van, Marquise Van, Vandell Scotland, Sc- Sc- I can't remember how to pronounce his last name, um, to the Chiefs. So pretty much Aaron Rodgers is working with a all-new receiving core. And he hasn't really played any preseason games, so the chemistry, I don't know how that's going to look for the first couple games. Of course, the chemistry in, in practice and in, in training camp is one thing, but once you step inside the stadiums, that game speed is a different factor. So once you step inside that stadium, it's a different, it's a different level. So 
I'm very, very interested to see if Aaron Rodgers can create another all-pro receiver, which he has done numerous times. So, um, do I have Green Bay winning their division um, with Chicago, Minnesota, uh, and Detroit? Of course I do. Uh, They're definitely going to make the playoffs. They're in one of the weakest divisions in football. I mean, Minnesota, they might do something, but at the end of the day, I take Aaron Rodgers over Kirk Cousins any day of the week. So, and as far as Detroit and Chicago, I mean, Justin Fields is still another year away. Um, Detroit, I mean, the Lions are the Lions, so nothing's changed there with them. Um, so I do expect Green Bay to make the playoffs, but that's just by default. Do I see them making a run at the Super Bowl? That's yet to be determined. That is yet to be determined. We will see exactly how the chemistry of Rodgers and these receivers and, and just how that plays out. And if Aaron Rodgers still has that, you know, that desire to kind of lead um, and, and try to prove people wrong, which it seems like he always plays with a chip on his shoulder. So this year is going to be a different chip on his shoulder. Um, you know, can he still put up MVP numbers? I believe he can, but that's just who are, who's catching the ball from him. <laughs> That's the only thing. Who's catching Who's catching the football from Aaron Rodgers? So we, we will kind of be monitoring that situation as well. That is another storyline that I'm looking forward to kind of seeing. And one of the last, well, one more storyline that I have that I want to touch on from the preseason as well is the AFC West division. Um, kind of talked about Kansas City earlier, uh, the Chargers who many people have as a favorite to go to the Super Bowl. They are definitely one of the um, more sexier picks right now to go to the Super Bowl. They're a very trendy pick uh, based on what they did last year. Um, They did not make the playoffs last year, but they were there in a handful of games. Now, they did get a new head coach, which is a big factor because last year, their coach made a lot of bonehead decisions, and he actually lost them a lot of football games. So that that alone right there, yeah, I believe they got a new coach. I might have to fact check that. But um, I believe they did get a new head coach. But his decision-making in a couple games cost him football games. Going for it on fourth for no reason uh, in, his, you know, in their own territory, uh, taking points off the board when they should have been kicking field goals and just going for it on fourth and long for no reason. Um, cost them some football games. I would say it cost them two or three games last year. They they were one game away from the playoffs, which they probably would have been in the playoffs had the coach not made those bonehead decisions. So interested to see what happens with them. Uh, the odd man out of that division is either going to be the Broncos or the Raiders. And... As of right now, from what I've seen in the preseason, I, st- I still couldn't tell you. I could I could not tell you. Uh, I know Vegas looked pretty strong. I did not see Denver play, so I did not see a lot of Russell Wilson. But I did see Vegas, and, and they looked very good. Their car looked like he's ready to take another step. 
I mean, he took a step last year. Looks like he's trying to take another step into becoming elite. So, I, um, as of right now, man, I, I would say that Denver would be the weakest team in, in a strong division. So, unless I see something different from Russell Wilson, of course, you can never count him out. He's a certified winner, a Super Bowl champion, um, you know, someone that, that can make every throw on the field, can extend the plays with his legs, a uh, very clutch quarterback, very cerebral in, in the way he plays the game as well as far as being smart with the football and not turning it over. So I, I never want to kind of, you know, not take into account Russell Wilson and, and what he can do and the champion that he is. But at the end of the day, though, they appear to be the fourth best team in that division as of right now. Um, now, granted, him and Patrick Mahomes are the only quarterbacks in that division with Super Bowl wins. So, I, like I said, I don't want to kind of discredit Russell Wilson, but, you know, he had to carry a lot, a lot of weight in Seattle last year. If that is the same, you know, as what he has to do this year coming up, I don't know. I know he did just re-sign a new contract, so he will be in Denver for the next, I think, four or five years. Uh, so kudos to him for, for getting his money. And, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll kind of see how that plays out, man. But those, those are definitely the top storylines that, that, that I'm looking for as far as the NFL season. Um, you know, Buffalo, can they can – they, make that step and get to the Super Bowl for the first time since the, the early 90s when they lost four times in a row. Um, how long does Mitchell Trubisky keep the quarterback job in Pittsburgh uh, is also something that, you know, is he going to keep it the whole season? There's a lot of pressure on him because, of course, if he plays bad, the fans are, and, and the media are going to be calling for Kenny Pickett. That That's a known fact. Um, Lamar Jackson's quarterback situation uh, is he going to sit out this first game? Is he going? Are him and the Ravens going to come to some sort of agreement? Um, you know, that's that. I definitely want to see what's going on with that. The Miami Dolphins. You know, what do they look like? You know, I expect them to look very good. I, I really do. And for some reason. I don't think that a lot of people have them as a team that is going to make any noise. And I just don't see why not when they have an offense that is that potent. I mean, when you have an offense that is that potent, you know you're going to put up points on the board. So, um, you know, Miami, that that's, you know, that's another storyline I'm going to be paying attention to. Uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers and, and the receiving core. Um, definitely want to, you know, pay very, very close attention to that. And, and then the AFC West. So, you know, we are here, man. Let's get ready to buckle up. Let's get ready to buckle up and enjoy this rap, man, this football rap that we have that's going to go on until February and just kind of see where we're at. I'm not ready to give a prediction uh, for the Super Bowl just yet. Um, you know, I, yeah, I don't want to step out there just yet. I have, you know, two teams that I have in mind that I would like to pick, but I don't want to kind of disclose them as of right now. So I will hold off on that until after this weekend, these week one games, 
And then I'll kind of, yeah, then I'll kind of uh, jump out there with a prediction. So that, I just kind of wanted to recap and kind of get this get this information out there that I wanted to get off my chest about the upcoming season. I wanted to do it before the game on Thursday. And with my birthday being tomorrow, I knew there was no way I was going to do it tomorrow. So here we are, you know, here we are. And uh, so I kind of want to, you know, because the time be ticking. So I kind of want to switch, kind of want to get on to this no-no, no-no of the week. And the no-no of the week right now is going to Adidas, man. It's going to Adidas. I'm sorry. Adidas, we're not rocking with y'all right now. All right, what y'all are doing to Kanye West is not okay. Stealing his ideas, not giving him any credit for it, stealing his designs, and then and then actually reselling the shoes with his designs on them, and not giving him any credit or any any profit. Like I know his shoes are trademarked; they have to be. And I like I like Kanye being aggressive like this. I like Kanye just being Kanye, and not being quiet about being done wrong. And right now, Adidas, they're doing him wrong. They literally are selling shoes that look exactly like the shoes that he designed for them. And and, and it's just like, come on, Adidas. Like, you can't just steal from the culture like that, man. You got to remember, Adidas, you have been in the culture because of Run DMC. That is the reason why you are even in, involved in the culture. So we've done a lot by wearing Adidas's and, and, and just kind of, you know, Stamping the brand with the culture. And then y'all going to go around. Y'all just going to like basically slap us in the face and do that to Kanye, who's one of the biggest figures in the culture. No, nobody's with that. People are not with that, you know. And, and T.I., he's standing up with Ye. Um, Two Chains, standing up, Puff Daddy, Swiss Beats. I mean, it's just going to be more. It's just going to be a lot more people that are standing with Ye. So Adidas do the right thing, okay, and and give do the right thing, and give Ye his credit for his, his designs, pay him the money that he needs to be paid for the designs that you guys are stealing, and it's just time, man. It, it's 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 time to to start re- respecting the culture and the ones that are are you know the creatives, man. You know what I mean? It's always it's always about being creative. And being creative is, is is a gift. Kanye has a gift to create. And when you, you know, when as a creator, which I consider myself to be a creator, I mean, you're, there's always going to be ideas that you're going to have. And there's always going to be people that are going to try to steal your ideas. It just comes with the territory. But as a creator, you always find another idea. And that's just something, that's just something that, creatives do they they just they their minds are always working they have idea after idea after idea and 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 i believe that kanye has more ideas but it's just a simple fact that on the large scale that adidas and what they're doing as far as stealing his ideas on it just lets you know that if they can do that to kanye and we let that go then that means that the people that are like way smaller than Kanye, what do you think is gonna to happen to them? 
There's no way. Like, I mean, what do you think is going to happen to them? It's, you know, it's big bank take little bank. And we cannot let this happen. As a culture, we cannot let this happen. We have got to stop Adidas from doing this to Kanye. Because if they do that to him, then what do you think that's going to happen for, for everybody else down the food chain? So this no-no of the week is going to Adidas. And, hey, man, listen, we boycotting Adidas right now. And that's just what it is, man. <laughs> That's what we doing right now, man. We boycotting Adidas, man. We getting right on out of there. We getting them right up and out of this culture. If they do, if they do Kanye wrong, we getting them right up and out of there, man. Um, yeah, man. But shout out to shout out to Joe Biden too, man. Shout out to Joe Biden. I didn't t- I didn't kind of touch base with this with this last week uh, when we talked. Um, and speaking of Joe, Joe was just in Pittsburgh. Uh, for those tapping in, you know what I mean, from outside of Pittsburgh, that's where I'm located at. But uh, Joe was just in Pittsburgh. He always comes to Pittsburgh. He likes it here, uh, you know. Um, but he was just here, man. But shout out to Joe for, for following through with the student loan, uh, you know, taking care of the student loans, man, and and following through with a, with a promise that he made while on the campaign trail. You know, he said he was going to try to forgive 10000 in student loans, um, I know, you know, some other people, Pelosi and uh, Bernie Sanders were looking for him to forgive all student loans. And, you know, he could have done that as much money as we're giving to, you know, Ukraine and other countries. He definitely could have done that. But the fact that he followed through with even forgiving anything, I'm not upset with him. Um, could he have done more? Yes, he could have. But ten thousand, I mean, ten thousand is good. If you got a Pell Grant, then you can get up to twenty thousand um, forgiven, and Pell Grants were given mostly to minorities. So, you know, that, I believe that that will affect me. That will affect um, a lot of other people. You know, that are in positions that, you know, this forgiveness is going to help them. It's going to go a long way. So. Um, you know, there are a lot of Republicans that are not happy with Joe forgiving these student loans. And boy, oh boy, did they get called out. You know, the White House, uh, whoever was doing the White House social media that day, man, they was calling them out. Because a lot of the Republicans that were complaining about the student loan forgiveness all had PPP loans forgiven for millions of dollars. Way, way more than what Joe is forgiven for student loans. And the White House, whoever running the White House social media was calling them out, man. And it was, you know, you love to see it, man. You know, you love to see it. My good sister Angela Rye was was definitely out there, you know, just, just kind of commenting and, and retweeting what was going on with, with the uh, White House correspondents and, and just kind of just, you know, doing what they were doing. And, and you love to see it, man. You love to see it. So, I, I you know, like I said, I understand that. It is not the, uh, doesn't make the Republicans the happiest, but it was the right thing to do. It was, because student loans are a burden on a lot of people. And when you think about, like, secondary education being free, um, 
overseas and in different countries, and you think about, you know, how much it can affect a person that's coming out of college in regards to, you know, being in debt before they even start the career. Yeah, this, this, this student loan forgiveness was a big thing, a very big thing. And I hopefully, you know, hopefully um, Joe can do another 10000 maybe, in, you know, maybe next year. That's my thing. Um, not only, you don't have to stop there, Joe. You have the power to kind of do more. You do not have to stop there. So I, I'd like to see, I'd like to see how, you know, if, if that's going to happen. But um, the main thing right now about what's going on with the student loans and, and the forgiveness program is making sure that the people that are eligible find out that they're eligible and fill out the correct paperwork to make sure that they're eligible and get the forgiveness. Because I'm sure there's going to be some sort of deadline, although there shouldn't be. I, I guess I really, I guess my main thing is I don't understand why, like, you know, Department of Education just can't go into people's accounts and just eliminate the 10000 or the 20000 if you see it there. Why do we have to go through an application process and fill out paperwork for something that should be automatic? Um, which which is something that also the Department of Education can just do with the click of a button. Now, is that giving them more work to do? Yes, it is. It is. But I mean, hey, <laughs> I mean, what do you? I mean, yes, is it giving them more work to do? Yes, it is. But at the same time, though, that's the work they're getting paid for. So. Um, you know, because I, I do know that, you know what I mean, when it came down to the PPP loans, a lot of the major corporations got those loans rather than, the you know, the minor, you know, the small businesses that needed them because the small businesses did not fill out the paperwork correctly. And it's just like if it's a paperwork thing and it has to be done correctly, man, I, I just, you know, I just hope that it doesn't. It, it, I hope it works out for everybody, man. You know what I mean? I don't want to see anybody not getting the forgiveness that they're supposed to be getting all because of not submitting the form on time, not submitting the form the correct way, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but yeah, shout out to Joe, man. Shout out to Joe for kind of making that happen and, you know, keeping that promise, man. Keeping that promise that, that he, you know, said he was going to do on the campaign trail. Now, there are there some more things I would like Joe to do? Of course. But I'm not going to complain about what he just did. So that's for sure. Definitely not going to complain about that. And and it appears as if his approval rating is going up. It was not that good probably maybe five or six months ago. But it appears to be getting better. So um, here's the looking up, man. Good job, Joe. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you, Joe. And uh, I kind of want to, um, I kind of want to get it. So we didn't do Twitter fingers last last week. So I kind of want to get into the Twitter finger segment. And, you know, as I said before, this is live, man. So let's get into it. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Yeah, you get them. Let's kind of get into it. <laughs> let's kind of get into it. And just see, see what we can find on that. Um, open up more, yeah. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Let's see. It's a live segment, so I don't really have anything for y'all as far as you know, 
what we going what we going to come up with but we going we going to look and see what we got man twitter is a crazy place man twitter is a crazy place so when you when you kind of get on here uh hey you you know you just kind of look at these tweets man and just you know Yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Shout out to O'Neal Cruz, man, for the Pirates, man. I went to the Pirates game uh, the other day. Watched the Hall of Fame induction. Watched the drone show, which I had never seen before, which was amazing. I didn't know you could, like, do a drone show, but it was amazing. And shout out to uh, O'Neal Cruz, man, for just for just balling, man. Um, O'Neal Cruz is going to be a star. Pittsburgh, Pirates, um, Ben Charrington. Please pay this, man. If you let him walk... I'm, I promise you the city will never forgive you because we have the next biggest star in Major League Baseball on our team right now. I promise you if you let him leave, they will not forgive you and they will run you right out of town. I can almost guarantee that, man. I can almost guarantee that. If they let O'Neill Cruz get out of here, because he, if, he if he leaves here, he will become a star wherever he goes. So... Shout out to him, man. Um, so let's see. We just kind of scroll on Twitter right now, man. Here's a tweet that says, Depression is definitely a silent killer. I don't really want to get too deep in it right now. But, I mean, that's a fact, though. Depression is definitely a silent killer, man. So I don't want to kind of go in that route right now. I'm trying to have a... Little bit of fun, you know, a little bit. Uh, another day without using Y equals MX plus B. Oh man, I, you know what? I hate, I hate the, the fact that you know we had to do all those like equations and stuff back in high school, and you ain't never going to use near one of those. <laughs> It's hilarious, man. I definitely never use no no uh I've definitely never used no letters in any math ever. So that that's for sure. But uh that's funny. You know what I mean? That is funny. Let's see. I'm trying to find something good, man. I'm trying to find something good, man. Let's see what we got. Well, I want to find maybe... I think I want to find something that's relationship-based. Uh, I don't know why, man. I'm feeling like real toxic right now. And feeling in that little toxic vibe, man. So, I, and it says, I'm fully in my auntie era. Please don't invite me anywhere where I won't have a place to sit. Let's get let's get into that, man. You know what I mean, aunties and unks. Let's get, let's kind of get into that, man. And and me, me being someone that you know calls older people that I know unk, and and which I'm sure that some you know some younger people call me unk, and, and you know aunties and and you know they call I think Duval calls them Facebook aunties. Uh, you know, let's kind of get into that, man. Do I like being called unk? Would I like being called unk? Yeah, it's cool, man. I think it's like it's like it pays homage to, you know what I mean, what you've been through as as far as being, you know, someone that's elder out here in the streets, man. Uh, so it's not a bad it's not a bad thing, you know what I mean? It just it just you know it's just you like a seasoned vet, man. You know what I mean? You know I know you know 
people like the Uncle Shannon Sharp, Uncle Charlemagne, like people call them Uncle all the time. You know what I mean? Uncle Duval, like anybody that got some sort of wisdom behind themselves, you know, that's been in the game for a while, that could, you know, pass on knowledge, that done been through a lot, you know, they definitely get called unk, man. Now, when it comes to like the females and, and the younger, the young, you know, the young starlets, you know, calling the sugar daddies unk, I mean, you know what that's all about. And I'm sure, you know what I mean? Do I, would I mind being called unk by a young starlet? No, not at all, man. Not at all, man. I mean, I think, you know, that the whole age thing is definitely overrated. I think once you're grown, you're grown. Um, you know, of course, there there are the, the people that say, you know, the, the ones that are that kind of look at it different, they always say, well, what do they have in common? It might not be a have, what do you have in common type of thing, man. It might just be a vibe. It might just be energy. You know what I mean? That, that you know, that now, is that something, that, where that energy is going to go and where that vibe is going to go, you never know. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, you know, am I going to be talking about a woman that's talking to a younger man? No, I'm not. I'm not going to, I have no judgment. You know, it's a no judgment zone for me. So I ain't, you know what I mean? I ain't got nothing to say about that. But, uh, you know, of course there are people that, you know, that do that. But if I see an auntie out there, you know, someone that's, that's 35, 40 plus, 45 plus, talking to, a, you know, a young baller or something, hey, man, I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at her neither. You know what I mean? Get it how you live, sis. Do your thing, man. You know what I mean? That's that's how you doing it. You want to be on some... You know what I mean? Getting your getting your swerve on with a young, you know, young fresh young fresh thing. Do your thing, man. More power to you. But I I'm I'm pretty sure that a majority of men will not have anything to say about that. Now the flip side of that is, if you see a a, a you know a younger female with an older man, I believe the aunties they definitely get a little bit more mad at that. And why is that? I don't know. I'm not really sure why that is. I guess it kind of goes to the, you know, the double standard type of thing in regards to what women can do and what men can do. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> but you love to see it, man. With that being said, though, yeah, man, as uncle or auntie, man, yeah, we want to have a seat wherever we going. We want to have, we want to be, you know, we can't be standing up all day at the function. You know what I mean? We go to the kickback. And, and we ain't got a chair. We ain't going to be at the kickback that long. We're we not going to be there, man. You know what I mean? The vibe got to be right. But we're going to be on our feet. But we only going to be on our feet for so long. You know, them knees start breaking down on you once, once you get once you get up in age, man. Them knees start breaking down on you, man. It's not the same thing. So when we go to the kickback, we go to the function. We 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 gotta you know we gotta be somewhere to sit down, man. You know what I mean. I was I was out the other day on Labor Day, and I had a seat for a majority of the time. And then after that, you know what I mean. They want to make everybody dance, so they kind of take the chairs away, which is cool. I understand it, but man, my knees was hurting like a mug. After a while, I had to roll. You know what I mean. I try, I, you know, I tried to try to thug it out, stay as long as I could, but. Yeah, man, you, you know, them knees, man. <laughs> them knees definitely be feeling crazy, man. You know what I mean? We want to, when, you, when you're when onto your uncle, man, you want to, you definitely want to, you want to be comfortable at the function. You want to be able to sit down at the function. You know what I mean? And, and if worse come to worse, get your young tenderoni sitting on your lap. 
You know what I mean? That's how that's how you feeling. If you're an auntie, you want to be sitting on your young boy's lap. That's how you want to roll, man. At the kickback. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing better than just doing that that shoulder dance, bobbing your head back and forth. You ain't got to move your legs. It just shows you in that vibe. So you kind of, you know what I mean? So you could do that all night. Hey, if you gotta, you gotta be standing up all night, and, and you know what I mean. You gotta be doing your two step. Oh yeah, you gonna be sore the next day. That's a fact. That's a fact. You gonna be sore the next day. Ain't gonna be no moving around going on the next day. You are going to be sore, man. So I, I feel her on that. And and being in your auntie and uncle area, that you know don't don't invite you nowhere. Where you ain't got no seat, you know what I mean. <laughs> don't don't do it, you know. Don't don't do it, man. And so I so you know for Twitter figures that that was a good one, man. I think that because that because that applies to you know what I mean to to, to men and women, <laughs> you know. If somebody said yeah, because the way the check engine light on my knees been on, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's what they yeah. That that check engine light come on on your knees. Woo, that thing crazy, man. Yeah, man. But you know, hey, that's how we, that's how we going that's how we gonna close this one out, man. It's my birthday episode. Um, I'm now down to 18 minutes, 17 minutes, and counting down to my birthday Virgo season. Stand up. We doing what we do. Um, yeah, man. Tap in. We going we going uh we going see what happened this week with these NFL games. And and I'm going to get back on y'all, man. You know what I mean? Shout out to uh, Kevin Hart and his grand core Mino that I'm over here sipping that Mino Lino. It's dangerous because that thing's smooth. It don't really, yeah, that thing is very smooth. So if you ain't got none, um, go ahead and grab that grand core Mino. And, uh, yeah, and just vibe out, man. And make sure you got a seat when you go to the kickback. Let's get it, man. We're going to end it out with this Kehlani. Shout out to Kehlani. I went to the concert. It was rocking. But shout out to her, man. We go end it with this Kehlani. Singing bag too.
let you work me. I let you finish on a taxi. Bust 